forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, frightening drawings from a cousin, scary things that you tell us about that you think happened, but maybe you were just asleep, Um, dogs farting, neighbors sounds, weird smells, uncomfortable hotels, (laughs) and friendship. And it's it's a comedy podcast that's very chatty. Yes. That also is about scary stories. It's not a scary story podcast. Right. The, so it's not occasional comedy with primary scares. It's um, primary comedy with occasional scares. If you want to listen to two soft people sort of laugh, this is for you. <laughs> two soft um, people laughing. I feel like is a great YouTube channel that helps you go to sleep. Yeah. It's just two circles with faces who go, hey, hey, and it's really scary. Oh, boy. How's your week been, Anna? My week has been okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working via Zoom, which has been... Yeah. Um, it's... It, my brain doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. It's... That's what I... I especially in, like, writer's rooms and things, I don't know... Part of me is like, oh, that must work so well. And then the other part is like, oh, what's the dynamic like when no one is next to – when you can't have like side conversations? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I know. It's funny. Um, it's wonderful and I'm really happy. I'm having a great time. Oh, that's um, so great. I'm very lucky. But yeah, it's just – it's like my brain doesn't know if it worked or not. Yeah. Because it, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I didn't go and touch any doorknobs. It's all just <laughs> sitting. Um, how about you? How's your week? Um, it was, it's been a fine week. It's funny, like in the previous weeks that have been spent writing so many emails to every politician imaginable, um, Mm -hmm. this is the week in which they're all like sending their responses. But every time it makes me feel like, uh, did I, did I do something like, like, why is this politician emailing me? And I'm like, oh, right. I emailed Yeah. Like (laughs) getting an email back from like a sheriff is a very strange experience. Oh my Um, God. Uh, have any of them been good emails or are they all like. I mean, here's the thing. The ones you would expect to be good, by and large, are pretty good. And then there's a lot of them that are like, this is a raw time and we're all figuring things out. And it's like, yes, but like that's what I say on our silly podcast. And I, my brain is bad and you're an elected official, so you need to come up with something better than that. <laughs> I know. Which really just reminds us all, anyone who runs for office is automatically suspect. That's a very – I mean, <laughs> I think about this all the time. Like think about your class president. Like usually they they so they weren't on the up and up, you know what I mean? Yeah, or it was like your parents were lawyers and like you had something to prove a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I we s- well we got it all figured out. Go ahead. Thank goodness. Yeah, I will say after saying that, I will say my senior class president was was very good and very responsible. But I remember like the like the presidents of dorms at NYU, it was always like the worst people you could imagine. Yes. It was always like yes. Travis Gillette, whose parents owned the Gillette company. You know, it was just like, oh, it's exactly who you'd think it would be. Yeah, it's hard. Um, anyway. And anyway, 
Well, we're all settled in for a good summer's nap. <laughs> um, we're recording on the solstice, which is good. We are. That's right. right. Isn't the twenty oh, first the solstice? Was it yesterday. I can never. It was I, yesterday. I always think it's the twenty first every time, but sometimes it but it's changes not. up. I, I know. I don't know anything, guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, today uh, it goes on to uh, we're just. Oh God! We're we're telling your scary stories that you sent us. Okay. Yes. Is that okay? We're, we're doing we're doing, doing it as a a thing to try out for the summer to touch back in with community and share those stories because okay. we think it is a particularly helpful time to do things like that. Just telling some campfire stories peaceably between friends. I know, and we said it before, but just every every story you've been sending us uh, to our Gmail account, scarystorypod at gmail.com. Or to our Instagram, scary story underscore pod, or scary story underscore pod. God damn it, I'll never get it right. Uh, but they've You're all been super great. great and super funny and very scary. Oh yes. <laughs> oh God bless you. Oh sorry, I sneezed. God this is bless you. Um. Okay. Well, uh, we get started. Um, I have a short and funny one. Oh great. Um. Uh, oh wait, no, that one it becomes sad. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> thanks to everyone who sent in their stories. Yes. Um, great. Okay, cool. So, uh, sort of in the line of like um, campy stories. Love this it. isn't just about camp; it's about campy things. Um, this is babysitting spookies <gasps> sent to us by Molly P. Um, let me see. Yeah, Molly P. Okay, great. Um, okay, great. Starts off this way. She says, hello. Thank you for reading some of my favorite stories from my childhood while adding lots of laughs. I think it is a perfect balance. And enjoy the banter. She enjoys the banter. Now for the spooks. When I was a young teenager 15 years ago, I used to babysit the neighborhood kids. At this time in my life, I was also getting into my love of scary movies. At the time, my favorite was When a Stranger Calls. As a recap, the story is about a teenager who goes to a remote house with no cell service to babysit two already sleeping children. So this must have been the remake. Yeah, this yeah, the yeah. first one. Yeah. That's good. I it's so amazing how not having cell service makes all these movies that could be solved by cell phones just instantly writable. It really is the tonic for horror screenwriters in the modern age. <laughs> yes. In between this we'll talk Andrew and I will talk about the scary movie that we watched. Oh yes. That's good point. Okay, cool. Um okay. Uh, sleeping children. The house is spooky and the housekeeper is never seen. She receives creepy phone calls all night from someone, probably the murderer who just escaped the local prison. Spoiler, well, the call is coming from inside the house and she has to fight for her and the kids' lives. Classic. Well, this teenager decided to watch this movie before she was set to babysit three young kids. (laughs) What was I thinking? Who does this? (laughs) Oh, boy. Don't even get me started. Um, Okay, great. She didn't say that, but I was doing it. Okay, cool. That evening, I walked down the street to the large Spanish mission-style house, nice, walked up the tiled stairs, through the wrought iron gate to the small courtyard in the front, which you can't see from the street. The mom greeted me and told me the kids were already in bed so I could go just chill and check on them occasionally. I was stoked. Oh, this is the best. Easy night, watching TV and getting paid. Once the parents left, I went to the family room with their fantastic dog, Lucy. Yeah. She was a Newfoundland and St. Bernard mix. Oh, that's a good dog. So very large and protective of her people. I love this. This is a perfect dog to be sitting in someone else's house with. (laughs) 
With her, I always felt safe. At about 10 p.m., Lucy needed to go outside. I went to the small sun patio off the glass door and sat down, waiting for her to return to the glass door when she wanted in. Probably 15 or 20 minutes later, Lucy was back by my side. I hadn't let her in. My heart dropped, and my stomach felt heavy. Oh, shit. What does this teenager do? Not call her parents, or the kid's parents, or the police. Nope. I went to the kitchen and grabbed a knife. Oh, no! (laughs) Which Andrew and I, we just talked about this, that we've both grabbed a knife. Yeah, I asked him if he'd ever grabbed a knife to tiptoe and look to investigate something. And the answer is absolutely. Also, one time, I think one of the scariest moments of my life is I came home and I went to the kitchen and I turned on the light and our largest butcher knife was missing from the knife block. And I was like, oh, this is how it all ends. Uh, But it was in the dishwasher. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I grabbed a knife. I went through the house checking all the doors. I checked the kids and upstairs. Then I went back downstairs to the long, creepy hallway I was never allowed down. It was dark, and I had no idea where the lights were. Lucy and I made our way down the hall to this large room full of stuff. I have no idea what, because again, where were the light switches? There was a large tub in the room. I assume it used to be the master bedroom. Okay. In this room, there was a sliding door to the sun patio. It was open. No, 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 no. That is how Lucy got in. What did I do after finding this door open? I didn't shut it. And I went back to the family room to watch TV. No. No. Molly. Come on, teens. Be better teens. Oh my God. Come on, teens. Come on, teens. (laughs) And I went back to the family room to watch TV. I wasn't murdered and neither was the family, so I guess they just left it open for Lucy. Seriously, warn the babysitter if you leave the door open for your dog. So that is my spooky babysitting experience that I still shake my head at. Thanks for the podcast that has got me through the anxiety of going back to work. Molly P. Oh, thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly P. Also, this family deserves to have raccoons in their closets. I can't believe, I, I can't believe that happens. I I so obsessively check my windows and doors every time I leave the apartment that I can't I can't imagine living in a home and not have that consume my every waking moment. <laughs> oh my god. I ugh, I just want to believe that everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Like I but especially having a dog, there is something nice about like leaving the door open for her to kind of wander in and out, but it's, There's too many wind tunnels where we are right now, so the door always slams shut with Ladybird outside and I think she thinks that she's like you know, the stepchild who's <laughs> got royal blood who's being banished. Uh, that's, that um, suddenly it's like that part in the movie where she realizes, like, her new father, a.k.a. Jason, is, like, actually out to get her, you know? Yes, definitely. Um, I know. This is so good. It makes me think there's this story of family friends of ours in New Hampshire uh, where they lived in a cabin um, on, like, Lake Winnipesaukee out in the middle of nowhere years ago. And they had sort of a ne'er-do-well son and one night, this older couple heard a bunch of clattering in the kitchen, and they were like, oh, boy, it's Travis. Um, and the next morning, they found out it was a bear who had tipped over their refrigerator. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. In their house? Like in their, their house. fridge fridge? It came Not like in. an extra fridge that was in the No, nope, it was like the their, their proper fridge. To which point, I was no. like, just what kind of ne'er-do-well was this son where they were like, they heard a fridge tip over, and they were like, Travis... 
Um, a fridge. Yeah. That must have sounded like a bomb going off. Well, that's the thing. And it's like how much – like obviously the bear was like cruising the joint because – or is that is that what it's called? <laughs> cruising <laughs> means he's looking to some, for someone to hook up with, I think. He's looking at the fridge going, hey, <laughs> who'd you come with? <laughs> what does Bears it mean? should date fridges. Is it casing the joint? It's like when a robber – Casing the joint, yeah. yes. So it's like the I'm bear must have been like, oh, their, their food's in there and watching them. And then it, they, but it hadn't like broken in through window. It had just like used the door, which to me is very scary. Oh, yeah. You gotta oh watch God, out for Andrew. bears. That's amazing. I feel like New Hampshire, fifteen percent of your energy is used up by anticipating bears. Yeah, the big three are bears, moose, and then exploding trees in the winter. Right, because the sap freezes. The sap freezes so suddenly. And there was a news story I remember. My, my dad kept the article for a while because it was just that – I mean it's sad because a moose died, but it was the silliest thing, which was um, moose killed by nearby exploding tree, which was just like, what planet are we on? The, you're, on you're on the planet, New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> Molly, I really – I just re- – I remember being a teen and being like, looking at movies about teens and assessing whether or not those dangers would apply to me as a teen who wasn't a hot teen. Oh yeah. Who was sort of like an, a learning elvish teen. <laughs> I was like, will I still get murdered by like a, a, a murderer? Yeah. Like a, a bush creeping murderer. If like, I mostly just stay home. That's a good point. I, I kind of feel like, um, when Stranger Things came out and Barb was killed, it was sort of it was sort of switching up the <laughs> like the typical playbook because it's like yes. Barb didn't do anything wrong to anybody, you know. I guess she I guess she was kind of a sex shamer, but you know that's right. She was a sex shamer and also a complainer. Yeah, which is the car which is a cardinal sin in in the horror in the horror genre. Genre horror. <laughs> I do consider myself a genre horror. Um, this was such um, a good story, Molly. Thanks so much to Molly. Thanks extra much to Lucy. Yeah, big big ups to Lucy. A big 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 dog named Lucy is good. I I love a classically femme name for a huge dog. Like I I believe I, I've talked on the podcast about the German or the Saint Bernard in our neighborhood called Delilah, which I just thought was so yes. great. <laughs> Is she the one who swam in the canals? She was the one who swam in the canals, and um, when <laughs> she wasn't, she didn't bite me, but like her mouth went up to my elbow, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> you became her food for a, a brief moment. <laughs> I really was as though I was a toothbrush to her. Like I think that's how my arm functioned, <laughs> essentially. She wanted to feel. We are all a dog's quip. Um, we are. I also will say that I think all big female dogs have girl names, have like yeah. like human woman names. Yeah, it's like the joke is a tiny dog is given like 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 dozer, bulldozer, or like some big yes. aggressive name, and then massive dogs are given more flowery names. I think that's nice. Um, if you have any dog names. Um, yeah. Please write in. Please. Tell us what your dog's names are. I think the silliest thing I've ever, maybe one of the silliest things I've ever seen um, in terms of a dog name is one time I saw a dog. I can't think. I can't remember whether it sat in its own poop or whether it ate its own poop. And the owner did nothing and just watched and said, "Ugh, you're gross, Daniel." 
That's right. <laughs> just a dog I named Daniel. That. Daniel. Admonishing that. your dog, Daniel. Um, oh, so the other thing is uh, that a big spooky house reminds us of is that Anna and I watched a very spooky movie the other night. We did. The movie was basically invented by Twitter, <laughs> I think. Like it That's was made true. for like comedy writer Twitter to make fun of. <laughs> Um, it was, but it was written by the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. I know, like one of the most successful screenwriters of all time. And here's the yeah. thing. it So it's it was called um, You Should Have Left. This is the movie where Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried are, uh, loves, they're married. Yes. They're paired together. And like, yes, it's addressed in the movie that she's way younger, but the trailer makes it seem like this is a movie about what happens when a man in his 60s marries a woman in her 30s. Yeah. But I just have to say, all it, all they dealt with in the movie is that he was married before, right. and that's it. That's right. the only, like, actual justification. It's not, it, it's never dealt with. Their age difference is how long Universal Studios Orlando has existed, which, oh which to me is the, <laughs> that's the best unit of measurement. It is. I have to say, they didn't have bad chemistry. No. Like, I, I liked it. But here's the thing. You cannot cast Kevin Bacon next to someone who isn't equally famous. Mm. Like, we, we've we been seeing this in movies. Like, if you cast someone who's super, super, super famous with regular people, mm-hmm. they're all going to seem, like, scared of them. Right. And and I was wondering how much of that was the tone of the movie in which he and his wife and their child go and stay in a big home in Wales for a week. And it kind of is yes. about jealousy and what you divulge and confronting past evils without any spoilers. Um, but yeah, but like oh, in the tra- in the trailer, uh, he measures they're like, this house feels weird. And they measure the inside of the house and then they measure the outside and the outside is five inches shorter. Mm than the inside. Yep. So it's that the movie should be called this Airbnb is weird. <laughs> um, which could be which, an endless franchise. Endless. This is your final destination. This is your fast. Enough oh, I love that. Um, Get on it. Oh, I'm trying to think of a pun. I mean, scare B and B is like the most basic pun. <gasps> Airbnb. Scare, scare flea and P. <laughs> Air boo and boo. Scare B and B. Air. Scareboo and Boo, I think, is the best. That we're get. <laughs> um, but we we highly recommend it. It also was a real delight to see a new movie. <laughs> oh, which I just, we saw it on the day it came out. Too. Yeah, you can. I guess you can get it on Apple Movies, and so we we paid. But it was the same as though we were like if we were old people seeing a matinee in the Midwest. Like that's that's yes. how much we just, which which was pretty reasonable. Yes, it was cheap. Yeah, and um. It was, yeah, a really compelling child actor in the way that is Anna pointed out very well. This is a child who exclusively spends time with adults. And now she's being asked to act like a child on screen. And she's like having a bit of a hard time with it, which I found super endearing. This is every, not every, there's a lot of child actors. They'll come into the room and be like, hi, how are you? Oh my God, this weather, right? <laughs> and they'll be like, no, I had no problem getting here. The trains were so <laughs> So easy. I like never have that where the trains are easy. And then it's like, great. So you are playing like a screaming, shitting, pissing um, baby. And they're like, totally. Okay, cool. Is it cool if I just do a bunch of takes and then like we can see? And I'm like, great. 
Then they're like, Mommy, I want diapers. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'll go again. I know that was bad. Oh, <laughs> like they're just, I just, uh, I, I feel like ignorant asking them to act like what I think a child is. <laughs> I, one of my but. favorite, um, what's I, for a play that I wrote, we were casting a, a child role and, uh, and this, this young actress came in who was probably seven or eight and she came in with like the thickest Coke bottle glasses. Her <laughs> eyes looked enormous. It was like one of the most. In, again, immediately endearing things. Where I was like, oh my gosh, whoever this kid is is so great. And she came in and she started by saying, sorry, I'm wearing these. I've been having such a hard time figuring out how to get contacts in. And <gasps> we thought it was a joke and we all laughed. And she was like, no, 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 I'm starting to wear contacts. <laughs> we were like, oh, no. you're. It, it was just so strange to have a child complain about their contacts. Uh, yeah. It was kind of an oh uncanny my God. valley. Yeah. That's so weird. Don't put contacts in a baby's eye. I know. But then because the glasses were so thick, I kind of got it that like probably – so she's a child actor and she doesn't want to keep getting roles that require her to wear these big thick glasses. Um, Although she could have had an amazing career with those glasses, I'll just say. I know. I guess it's hard for like flair and like if it's on screen. Oh, that's a good point. For flair. That's a very good point. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad, though. She should be in school, probably. Yeah. yeah that, what if we just ended all auditions with child actors? Like, maybe you should just be in school. Yeah. What's going on? Do you have a tutor? Why are you here? It's 11 a.m. on a Friday. I do like um, the the drag queen Katya said, like, I just don't think children should be in film or television. Like, there shouldn't be child characters. We just should. We just we shouldn't see that's, them on screen, which I was kind of I like, feel. yeah, I kind of agree. I think we're going to look back on having children be actors the way we look back on, like, ladies diving on horses off of tall diving boards into pools. <laughs> where it's like, I get why that would be interesting to see, but, like, how could you justify the cost? Anna, have you seen that Disney Channel original movie about those ladies? No. There's a movie about them? Yeah, there is one. I mean, it's about one woman and one horse who jump off a diving board into pools. <laughs> I hope the entire movie is just her doing that. It, I mean, it pretty much is. And in the end, sorry, spoiler alert, but this movie is like 32 years old. She goes blind. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, because the chlorine, I guess, or just the rush of water. I don't know. Anyway. I, yeah, it's the speed of the water. That's scary. How did someone even figure that out as a thing that people wanted to see? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's called Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. That's exactly it. Yes. And then the next suggested movie is Lady in the Water. <laughs> yeah, that, that checks out. Because I did search movie woman horse pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, boy. Well, oh, boy. Kind of speaking of animals, uh, this <gasps> next story, I here's the thing. I don't want to spoil it, but the subject line is too good to not say. I just want to okay. go just This is from Matt. Please. Um, and the subject line is creepy, but sweet ghost story, AKA ghost dad is an owl. Yes. Which, I mean, interest peaked. Okay. This here we go. Good. Matt jumps right in. I love it. Hello. All right. Here's my story. So after struggling through the majority of my childhood with alcoholism, my dad died of a heart attack when I was 12. Oof, that's hard. Sorry. Um, sorry, Matt. 
just reread uh just reread that sentence and it sounds like I struggled with alcoholism alcoholism through my childhood and then unrelated my dad died but it makes a sad sentence funnier so I'm leaving it that way that is exactly <laughs> what I thought for a moment I, I also, was like ooh I also tell me did. that story uh, in the years to come, my family home, which I'll tell you for atmospheric purposes, sat in the middle of farmland in the front and sides and forest in the back, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, began to show signs of a ghost. You could be sitting on the couch or lying in bed and feel the pressure of someone come and sit down beside you. Ooh, yep. Ugh. Other times, you would see someone walk through the hallway out of your peripheral vision, and when you'd look in that area, there'd be no one there. Oh. Scary. There's more. You turn a light off and go to bed and wake up in the middle of the night to the light being on. No. There was also a time when a chandelier in the dining room fell, Phantom of the Opera style, and crashed to the ground in the middle of the night. Oh my God. Get out of the house. You should have left. A chandelier. A chandelier falling in the middle of the That's worse than a, I think that's worse than a fridge tipping over. Definitely, yeah, because a fridge, there's no romance there. Right. A chandelier is a leading lady. A fridge is just... A chandelier falling is a symbol. A fridge tipping over means something went wrong. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes, correct. Maybe the creepiest was the time I woke up and heard my mother on the phone in her bedroom, while I also heard someone pleasantly whistling a tune in the living room. No. Thinking that we had a guest that my mother was rudely ignoring, I went into the living room to find no one there. And when my mom got off the phone, she said no one had been in the house but us all morning. There was another time my mom and I were working on the flower beds in the front yard when we heard a man's voice yell my name from across the field, uh, from the field across the street from the house. I said, did you hear that? And my mom said, yes, it sounded like your name. Then, as if silently agreeing not to bring it up again, we never said another word about it. Oh, Matt. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Somehow, it never occurred to me that this ghost could be my father. It was just the ghost. And then at some point, I started calling it Susan, because Susan is a hilarious name for a ghost. Wow. (laughs) Correct. So, at this point, I should tell you that my dad had always loved owls. And sometimes at night, we'd sit in the back porch, and and he would call to the owls that lived around the pond in the pasture next to our house. Also, very shortly before he died, we found a dead barn owl in our fireplace. (gasps) I think we can all agree there was absolutely no way to read an event like that other than a harbinger of doom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Anyway, one evening a few years after Dad died, I was taking a walk in the field across the street from our house when a barn owl came out of nowhere, screamed like a banshee, and dove at my head. Have you heard a barn owl screech? I haven't. Should we look up the sound? If you can pull it up, it's very, it's a scary sound. I'll keep reading. I have no no good explanation for why, but in that moment, I knew that owl and the ghost in my house was my dad. From then on, it was like the ghost and I had an understanding now that I recognized who it was, and I began to notice various ways that it protected me. There are several instances, but the one I'll mention is the time I woke up in the middle of the night to my bedroom light coming on and a voice saying, When someone comes to the door in the morning, don't answer it. (gasps) I remember rolling over and saying, who's going to be at the door? But nothing after that. Needless to say, I woke up to the doorbell ringing and I did not answer it. We later found out there'd been a man in the area posing as a door-to-door salesman who had been stealing from people when they let him in. Obviously, I don't know 
if that's who it was because I didn't answer the door. But it does make the story better if we assume it was. <laughs> I think I think we can assume it was, Matt. It has to be. Wow. For me to be okay, it has to be that that's what that was. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, this all culminated when the crystal meth problem in the rural area where we were, where we were living started getting out of hand. And it began to feel unsafe. My mom had wanted us to move for years, and I had resisted, citing that this was the house Dad had helped build, and I didn't want to leave it. Oh, man. Yeah. Then, one night, I had a dream that I got home from, the, from work late one night, and as I parked the car, a barn owl landed in the beam of the headlights on the pasture fence and stared at me. After watching for a minute, I, craned, uh, I got out of the car, and when I turned, my dad was standing there, inches from my face, glaring at me. I said, Whoa. Dad? And, cran- and he craned his neck tor- uh, forward, stuck his face right in my face, opened his mouth wide, and screamed like a barn owl. If you don't know what that sounds like, I urge you to find a clip on YouTube just to get an idea of the terror of this dream. It was the most real and most traumatizing dream of my life. Very understandable. Uh, When I woke up, I knew it was my dad's way of telling me to stop being ridiculous and tell my mom I was okay with finding a new place to live. So I did. The next day, she checked out a vacant home that had just gone on the market. The entire house was empty. Nothing was left inside. The entire house was completely bare, except when she went into the backyard, hanging on the fence was a huge 70s-style woven macrame owl. Needless to say, we got the house and lived there happily for many years. Years later, after I had moved out, my mom drove me to look uh, at some property she was thinking of buying to build her dream home. And what is sitting on the pa- and what is sitting on the power line right in the middle of the property? But an enormous great horned owl. I have that on video with my mom's voice in the background going. Now that is weird in her little southern accent. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh man, moms with little southern accents. <laughs> and yes, to this day, my dad's ghost is still around, popping off with something creepy every couple of months, every couple of weeks to months. Many of my popping friends, <laughs> many of my friends and exes have had experiences with him. Sometimes it gives me chills, but mostly it's weirdly comforting to know he's looking out for me. Anyway, thanks for reading, and thanks so much for making me laugh over my favorite spooky childhood books every week, Matt. Matt. Matt, this was this was such a sweet and lovely story that was told so well and so simply. Wow. What a gift. Thank you so much for telling this. Yes, thank you, Matt. Uh I love I love things that are like like spooky experiences that are comforting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have not had that. I think that if a relative or someone was trying to send me a message from the great beyond, I'd just be like, Oh <laughs> no, ghosties. How would, how would a relative from beyond have to communicate with you for you to be like, Oh, thank you. Um, probably like a, a grilled cheese <laughs> or like, um, a nice blanket. I'm a Taurus. So that's really good. Um, that's yeah. really good. A phantom. What about you? Yeah, I'm. What about I, you? I've. I'm trying to think. I've had some. Oh, the big one for me was, um, we used to rent this little cottage in New Hampshire every summer. My grandma would pay for it, and and a lot of us would go and stay there. And um, one night, like after dinner, my grandma like toasted and was like, "And thank you to your grandfather who has always made it possible for us to, you know, get, have this cottage every year." And 
you know, we toasted him and he had died about 10 years previous. And, um, and just unrelated that night, I took a picture of the, like the wood, like the forest canopy over the road that led to the cabin. And then when I looked at it and zoomed in, in the corner of the picture is, uh, like, it's like sun dappled leaves and in it is like very clearly a face that looks a lot like my grandfather's. And it was just a very sweet moment. Whoa. And I know I like the, the, the scullies amongst us are like, you know, human beings look for facial patterns and inanimate things and whatever I use. But it was a nice little comforting thing. Uh, that was a little creepy, but more heartening than anything. I also like, as someone who identifies as a scully, I think I go the other way where like, um, I think ghosts are real because I think human perception is real and anything that exists is something that we are perceiving. Oh, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course it's your grandfather's face in the leaves because you know what he looks like. And those are his leaves in a way. And like, that's a really, you were thinking of him. So like, yes, his ghost is real because you feel his presence. Right, which swings, you know? which like swings both ways in terms of things being comforting and things being terrifying, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's like I don't know, I don't, I don't know how much it's like outside of your control, ghost style stuff, like right. oh, it's gonna come and get you. Right, right. But I think like in terms of quote unquote seeing a ghost, I think like that is what makes sense to me. Right, and how you choose to absorb, yeah, how you choose to absorb stimuli and unexplained events. I think that's. I think it's all really valid. Um, and, and I, yeah, I always enjoy, I always enjoy stories like this because what it's doing is it's not capitalizing off of like sharing your fear with someone, but like sharing a unexplained phenomena that you've found meaning in and sharing yeah. that warm feeling I think is super powerful and a much needed uh, like bit of representation within the ghost story community you know i agree so good job matt good job matt, matt right yeah yeah and um yes. and how cool how cool to have a, a dad come back as an owl like a, a barn owl. yes so gorgeous so now i'm going to play um the barn owl sound Great. so i'm gonna unplug my headphones for just one sec mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh God! I thought your laughter was was coming the through on the, the owl, <laughs> owl track. I thought it was someone recording it. Um, <laughs> yeah, barn owls cool. are outliers in terms. Of, like, it's not your typical like hoo 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 hoo. You know, um, a true screech. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, which it's very similar to the cockatoo at work who's, who yelled <laughs> That's Barbara. That's right, Barbara. Barbara! <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I One time uh, we were at a national park and um, an owl's voice cracked and I could just tell it was embarrassed. <laughs> like it wasn't the typical like, hoo It was like, hoo <laughs> It like sounded like it cleared its throat essentially. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, when 
When animals mess up, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good. Um, anyway, these yeah, were such good stories. ones, as always. As always. Why don't you uh, have this podcast, everybody? Yeah. You we? should have it. <laughs> you you take it. it. Um, Anna, um, did anything creepy happen to you this week? Yes. What happened to me that was creepy this week? Oh, I guess we have... Um, we're in a new apartment, and our next-door neighbor is... Perfect hasn't bothered us at all. He keeps to himself. Um, he is a hoarder. Yeah. Um, so his backyard is stacked. It's like classic. There's no I think like a very hip thing right now is to be like, she's a hoarder. No, like she is a hoarder. <laughs> but it's like right on the the line where right. you're like, I guess, like calling someone a hoarder who might not be, but this person is like there's no no two bones about it. Oh gosh. Um, like stacks of boxes, surfboards and like kid equipment, farming equipment. It's a big sprawling backyard, mm-hmm. um, which I think is part of why this place was as affordable as it was. It's like impossible to not see all that stuff. <laughs> but um, he's got these two lovely dogs who hang out in the backyard, like mm-hmm. full on. I guess they're like old fashioned guard dogs. But um, one of them, they both, none of neither of them bark at us. One of them, uh, their bark is like a, oh, <laughs> which is very nice but uh something creepy i guess it's it was a nice creepy but jason and i go down and are like towards the bottom of the stairs and we're like almost at eye level with the dogs and one of them looked at us and just maintained the calmest longest eye contact um and his mouth was a flat horizontal line (laughs) Like someone drew a line oh. and he just looked at us with these jammy black eyes, just looking. This is the dog. I mean, yeah. Our neighbor. Is that clear? Yes. Very clear. Um, I feel like we'll never know his name. Cause once we talk to our neighbor, there's no way to be like, Hey, how are you? Yeah. We can, we can see the thing that you probably feel immense shame about oh, no. of what's going on. Like I can't just pretend that he's not a hoarder. So I think we'll never talk. Oh gosh, yeah, that's hard. I mean, and that's that's probably an element of like why why that tends to spiral further, you know? Yes, yeah, the shame. I I get it. Anna, um, this is so wild that your that your creepy thing is uh, about an animal staring at you because mine is also about an animal staring <gasps> at me. Who stared? Okay, so um, <laughs> our neighbors across the courtyard are who are great. You know, we like them a lot. They have two really, like, beautiful, low-impact cats, you know? Um, <laughs> and and I – whenever I bike, our, like, bike is the – the view from our stationary bike is, is of the window across where the cats usually lie. And they have a black cat and an orange cat. And I was biking, and out of the corner of my eye, I just, like, saw the cat sitting in the window. And it was staring at me, and it was the orange one. And it was just like perfectly still staring, 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 which like cats do. That's no big deal. And then truly, I I cannot stress this to you enough. I blinked and it was a blink. I didn't look away. I blinked. And the orange cat had been replaced by the black cat. And the blinds, the like the like kind of college dorm vertical blinds um, were not rustled at all. Like 
instantaneous Whoa. instantaneous transfer from orange cat to black cat, zero motion in the blinds. And truly I was that, like, oh no, did I have a stroke? <laughs> like, Andrew, how long were you on that bike? I, that was the thing because it was my first time doing it in a while. And I, and I truly, like many of you, fully sedentary, fully sedentary lifestyle over the past several months. And I just like went straight back to riding the bike for an hour. And it was a, it was such a shock. And it was, I did stop because I was like, I think I need to drink some water. <laughs> oh my God. And the cat turned into water and the blinds hadn't moved. And then I drank the cat. Andrew, that's really scary. Yeah. I'm, I guess. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. Oh, just that we haven't been getting out at all. I know. So our stories are about. The animals of our neighbors. Yeah, what we see from the window. We're really <laughs> we're really becoming that scary story, the view from the window, right? Where it's just a brick wall. Yes. Yeah. Move over. <laughs> oh my god. Oh gosh. So I cool. really do love reading these stories. I do too. It just feels right. And it feels it feels more like we're talking to and seeing other human beings, which is nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, good. Well, well, thank you, Andrew. And thank you, Anna. And thank you, Matt and Molly. Um, and everybody else, get, get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com. And subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.